Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Here we go again, Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. My name is Joel. And with me, Mike Kapler and uh, the Growing in Grace podcast. You know, we get some uh, comments from people, um, some really nice comments. And I just wanted to share one that um, this showed up on the Grace Roots page on Facebook uh, from someone named Stephanie. She's been in contact with us a few times, but just a real brief comment. She said, whenever I am heavy hearted, I binge your podcast. It always adjusts my perspective, my attitude. And lightens the load on my heart. I appreciate you guys. So we appreciate you too, Stephanie. And that was uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why we do this uh, to <laughs> to lighten the load. I mean, Jesus said that his burden and his yoke is light, and it's not heavy. Come to him if you need rest. And so many people in the body of Christ today are experiencing heavy loads because of what they hear taught, uh, because of what's taught in, in churches today. And the load is supposed to be light, and, and he's gentle, and he's kind, and he's good to us. And so the good news that we share here on the podcast is is meant for that. So that's one reason why we do what we do here. And as far as comments, I mean, y- yeah, so we've been talking for a few weeks here, and we'll wrap it up today on on a certain subject. And some people have obviously not liked what we've been talking about, but we have gotten several positive comments as well. And we just want to clear up that we, I don't know, maybe I'll let you jump in here, but we're not against the Bible. We love the New Testament scriptures. We love the Old Testament. Um, I've said it s- several times throughout the series. I think we've we've tried to clear that up. But some people don't exactly understand where we're coming from. And we're even going to talk today about some of the New Testament writings that we really do enjoy and why. But we're not bashing the Bible. Never, ever, if intended to do that. Nothing changes as far as what we're going to be teaching and and, um, sharing on this podcast. Nothing changes based upon what we have talked about the last few weeks. These are things that, Cap, you and I have, have talked about for years, really, behind the scenes. And we finally just decided to just do... Uh, some podcasts about it. That's that's really about it. It doesn't hurt to try to approach things from a different perspective and, and just, you know, take inventory. Double check yourself on what you believe and, and why you believe it. Some of the things we've been talking about over the past few weeks regarding the Bible, this isn't really something that we suddenly just started thinking up, as, as Joel alluded to. We've been of this mindset for for quite some time, many years, long before I wrote my book. In case you're wondering, uh, Clash, maybe go back, Clash of the Covenants, and, and read the first chapter of that book, Clash of the Covenants. It's called Bible Jeopardy. If I ever were to do a follow up, Joel, it seems like it's not going to happen. Even though I'm halfway <laughs> through it, it, it mm-hmm. would have actually a lot to do with some of what we've been talking about and. Paul and James and some of these things, and and it would be put together in such a way that it would begin to make sense for a lot of people. But, you know, it's easy to become uh, closed-minded, and and sometimes we are too when when it comes to certain things about what we believe. 
regarding the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the same time, sometimes just getting a different perspective, looking at things a little bit differently, can actually open up more avenues of truth, expand our very limited mindsets, <laughs> mm-hmm. because we, we are very limited, all of us, in our understanding of bigger truths. But ultimately, it comes down, we, we try to shrink this down to something or someone, and that's the person of Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I guess one thing that I would try to encourage people about with what we've been talking about again in the past few weeks regarding the, the Spirit of God and, and uh, the writings. <clears throat> By the way, again, just to reiterate, when, when you see the word Scripture or you hear the word Scripture or Scriptures, there's nothing holy about the word Scripture. And neither does it necessarily mean when you hear the word Scripture that it's talking about holy Scriptures, like what was written in the the Old Testament, for example. It it just means writings. So just keep that in mind. Writings are writings. They are letters put on paper. Mm -hmm. And so when people sometimes hear the word Scripture, they just automatically think that that means that it's something that came directly from the mouth of God. And along that same line, whenever you hear the phrase, the the Word of God, this, this doesn't mean it's talking about the Bible. So whenever you see or hear the phrase, the Word of God in the Bible or the Word of the Lord, it's not talking about the Bible, the collection of books that were ultimately put together a few centuries after the, the death of Jesus. But the context of the phrase, the Word of God, will help us understand the the, the specific word of God or word of the Lord, what it was at that time. You know, so there were many things in the Bible that God was communicating to people that were written down. So they're just, we talked about this too in Hebrews 4, you know, the, the word of God is alive and powerful. In context, we believe that that is actually talking about Jesus. Jesus is described as the the word of God, and he's been alive forever. And I've, I've got uh, that open here, because <laughs> my mind, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but my mind was going there too. <laughs> okay, and it's ahead. And it, you know, for the word of God is living and powerful, and so people think the Bible um, but the word of God is living and powerful. The Bible is not alive and powerful. And it says, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So how does the Bible discern the thoughts <laughs> and intents of the heart? But even more so, it goes on here, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's the word of, in that con, in that particular passage. That's what the word of God is talking about. Jesus, I think it's just yeah, pretty pretty yeah, clear I there. Mean, alive, right. we have a, a living, risen Savior. You know, other religions out there in the world, and sometimes in our closed Western civilization, we we forget how big other religions are in the world. They re- do rely upon writings because they don't have a risen, living Savior who abides in them. <laughs> right. So they, they become what's called, here's the phrase, people of the book. Um, that should not be us. We should be separated from that pack of wolves because we have a, a, a living, risen Savior whose spirit abides in us to lead and guide us. Having said that, as we've said many other times, we, throughout the years, 
in spite of our perspective, we embrace the writings. We believe that they are trustworthy. We believe they can be depended upon, and there are a bunch of reasons for that. But, you know, just because there may be some, you know, yeah, you got to realize how, how these came in over the period of, of many, 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 many years, you know, the, the handwritten copies that were going on, the, the, the many thousands of manuscripts, it's very possible there was going to be some human error in, in that whole process. But that doesn't mean that the history here of what took place is solid. And, and so we can depend upon the idea and the assumption, the perspective that these things actually happened. Do we do we always believe that everything was dictated directly from God to every writer that put stuff down on paper? Uh, no, not necessarily. But that doesn't mean that we don't embrace them as a word of truth. Uh, for example, you could find some things uh, that the gospel writers wrote, you know, a story about Jesus. Uh, we we kind of want to wrap this up, so we're we're trying to get through this quickly and and, and move on uh, here. But you could find some things where one writer wrote something that was a little bit different than the other writer. They they had a different perspective. They may have remembered it differently as this was being written or dictated. Remember, a couple of the gospel books weren't written by people who were there with Jesus. Um, they were taking it down from somebody else, and and so it could have all of that combined. Uh, they might may have remembered it a little bit differently. You know, if there was a bank robbery, Joel, whether you were inside or outside the bank, uh, and there was a, a half a dozen witnesses, the police get there and they find out there was a bank robbery, but some of the specifics of what took place were different. One person saw six crooks, uh, another one saw four. They were wearing different colored shirts based on the witness reports. They drove off in a different car compared to the witness reports. That doesn't mean the bank robbery didn't happen. So there's this element of, how, how do I want to put this? There's this element of truth that's involved within these written pages. But these were real people who were writing these things down. And um, I, I, I understand that some people think that everything has to perfectly line up because it all came from the mouth of God. And we don't have to hash over some of that stuff again that we've been talking about the past few weeks. We still believe that there is something to be embraced here, as we've been doing for the past 17 years here on this podcast. But the things we pointed out the past couple of weeks about the differences of opinions that come from within these pages from all the different people out there, how can you know who's right and who's wrong? <laughs> right. Because the, the, you know, you've got people within evangelical Christianity, sometimes within the same denomination, who have completely opposing views on particular dogmatic subjects from within the written pages. And that leaves people in a place of, of confusion. And uh, God's not the author of, of confusion. So our whole point for this series has been, uh, let's not squash the Holy Spirit underneath the Bible. All right? that That's, I think, one thing we're trying to, to make a point on. Yeah. Someone had made a comment on one of our on YouTube, on, on one of the podcasts, uh, the recent ones, and, and then he ended up deleting his comments. But we had talked about how we're elevating the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and, and this person has said, the Holy Spirit doesn't need to be elevated. Uh, he is the one that came to elevate Jesus. And so I responded, and again, that's been deleted now, but not by me, but by the person who wrote it. But I responded that what I mean when we say we're elevating the ministry of the Holy Spirit is that I think in the church today, what we've done is we've looked at 
the writings as the, the final authority, and we've missed the Holy Spirit, or we've very greatly underestimated the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So we're trying to elevate that ministry. We're trying to point out that ministry, the ministry of, of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's that's the, the Spirit of Christ who is in us. And you, you were talking about God's not the author of confusion. And another place in Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, and I think this is where what we want to do. In chapter 11 of Hebrews, the writer is told, told talks about all these things that people did by faith, then he says, and all of these in verse 39 of chapter 11, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And he goes on to say, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So we have all these witnesses, all these people who walked by faith and uh, all these things that happened. He says, let's uh, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Really, in our walk with Christ, in, in, in our lives in Christ, that's really, we're looking unto him. Uh, we're looking unto him. Yes, we can look at the scriptures. We can glean and learn great things from the scriptures, from what has been written down, from what uh, many witnesses wrote down, the apostles and those who witnessed and wrote down what they wrote down. And ultimately, we're looking unto Jesus, who, is, who himself, he is the author and finisher of our faith. So we're looking unto him. We're trying to elevate him. We're trying to elevate the ministry that he has in us through the, through the Holy Spirit. And I was talking with you, Kat, beforehand, that even us just talking about this uh, on these podcasts, it has really helped me to grow in my appreciation of the role of the Holy Spirit in my own personal life. So it's been good for me because I, I, I think I, in one of the podcasts I said that we can't see him, we can't hear him, we can't smell him, we can't taste him, we can't touch him. He's not a physical presence. Like when Jesus became flesh, he was God with us in a physical form. Well, the Holy Spirit now, he's not physical, but he is, we are one spirit with him. And we totally, I think, well, not totally, but we greatly underestimate that and we really need to put our focus on him you know christ in us the holy spirit who is living you know who's alive and living in us you know um you you were were right on the money there i i spent so many years joel more than a couple decades reading my bible as as a born-again bible-believing christian (laughs) And I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. Eh, sometimes I didn't. I'll, let's be honest. Because I was told to do it a lot. And if I right. didn't, I was going to starve to death spiritually and all kinds of other things. But I, I was almost, almost clueless. As much as I knew, as much as I was involved in ministry and doing Christian radio and all that stuff, I was almost clueless about the grace of God. <laughs> as much as I knew about the Bible. And, you know, some people will say, well, the Holy Spirit will never disagree with, with the Bible. Well, but what that, that's going to come back down to what you think the Bible says. Your interpretation of a particular passage, your particular persuasion about a certain theology. And, and so what happened, Joel, is that somebody said a couple of things to me. Now, granted, God's Spirit, looking as you said, looking back on it, now you can appreciate it. God's Spirit was preparing my heart for this, 
I was becoming real discontent. And I began to realize there were many things that I had been taught in evangelical Christianity that were not adding up. Bible-believing stuff, as it's uh, being told by the church world. And so I heard a couple of things being said about the gospel of grace. And it blew my mind. And, And almost instantly I began to see, because it was on a particular topic that had burdened me for a long time, I began to see all kinds of things that were so different from what I had believed and been taught. (laughs) (laughs) And I started asking myself, how could this be? Why did I not see this before? (laughs) And then I started talking to somebody like you. And I don't think I even shared a Bible verse. I just told you something like, God isn't angry with you. (laughs) And all of a sudden, doing (laughs) the, the spiritual rubber band in your brain you know, started twanging. And so, and then what happened? Then we'd go back and start looking at the Bible and start trying to piece this together. Like this this revelation that we were suddenly experiencing from within, let's go back and figure out how we missed this. Right. <laughs> so it was a little bit backwards from what a lot of people would think when it comes to the Bible. Um, it, it almost came... Uh, you know, like through the spirit first, and then you can go back and try to, you know, get things figured out. But our faith, as as kind of what you were talking about, our faith is in Jesus Christ and His finished work. And you know, so we're not we're not trying to get people to question their faith about the Bible because the Bible isn't where we place our faith. Faith is in a person, with a capital P. Right, and. As always, so we'll we really didn't mean to spend a whole podcast on this, but that's okay. We, as we wrap this up, if you hear anything from us on any of our podcasts, we are not trying to convince you of everything. We're not trying to, as some people say, uh, lead people astray. You know, we're, we're, well, and you don't have to think like we think. <laughs> and you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. We're presenting some some things that we have thought about over the years, and and we've just. We're just talking about it together in a conversation, and we're doing it in in the form of a podcast, and you indeed can do what you want with it. And so we do appreciate anyone and everyone who has stuck with us through this. Uh, We are going to be talking about some other things now, and a question, before we even started doing this series, a question that somebody had asked me in a comment on YouTube, um, what books besides Hebrews would you consider must-reads? Um, I thought that was a really good question because we have talked, like like we've said the last few weeks, we have talked a lot of <clears throat> scriptures over the years. We've talked a, a lot about the words of, of Paul and of a lot of New Testament passages and you know how we like to read things in context and look at passages as a whole and points that are made as a whole. So uh, as we move on from this, we'll talk about some of that. We meant to do that today again. I, you know, who knows why this ended up being a podcast in and of itself. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not, you know, you just. <laughs> Could be. Could a lot be. of times when we do this podcast, it seems it seems to be that way, that things don't go as we planned, but it, it turns out to be, uh, it was the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, again, do with this what you want. Thank you again for tuning in. And we will be back next week talking about some of the, some of the writings in the New Testament. Maybe Old Testament too, I don't know. But some of the books that we uh, do enjoy reading and 
that we might consider must-reads. So stick with us, the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.